Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Introducing the TikTok viral lash serum Grande Lash MD from the leaders in lash and brow care Grande Cosmetics. Backed by 15 years of real clinical results, where 91% saw longer-looking lashes. With over 35,000 five-star reviews, this product started a lash serum revolution. With over 10 million sold and over 100 award wins brand-wide, believe the hype. Start your lash transformation today and get 15% off using code LASHES15. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. We have a quick hit from Nashville, night one. Um, I'm super excited um, because we're talking to my friend and colleague, Kate, who um, 
got to see her first fish show last night and um, it was an exciting one with a lot to talk about. So Kate, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Jonathan, were you excited about last night's show? Was I, was I, well, you know, I'm a kind of a grateful dead fan too. So um, I was home following along. I heard about sound check and I was like, Oh, well, Bobby will come out for walking blues or something. And well, it was a lot more than that. So I was pretty excited. Um, but let, let's, let's, talk to Kate and hear about her experience at her first fish show. Um, everybody knows I liked it. Yeah. Kate. So tell us a little bit. I mean, it's great to have this perspective. Jonathan's a wise man, um, which means that he's older than us. Um, <clears throat> and he's seen, he's seen both a lot of, you know, a lot of both bands and has a great perspective. And last night was your first fish show ever. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the pre-show scene, what were your kind of, uh, I guess, expectations. And then what was it like, kind of going into the venue and all that yeah i guess i didn't really have any expectations although there wasn't there's not like a parking lot at the amphitheater so we didn't really do the lot scene thing um so we just kind of got there and went right into the venue um which my initial impression was that it was a lot smaller than i had anticipated Mm -hmm. so i don't think there was really like a place that would have been a bad spot um for the show so we were we got a really good lawn spot and, and had a really good view and had a lot of space to kind of chill and spread out before the show started. So that was cool. I guess the, the venue, the, it looks like the skyline is in the background. It looks like a really awesome, um, yep. really awesome venue. Jonathan, have you been there? I haven't, but I do recall that when they were there last summer, we've got, not, was it uh, the Vic who was on? It, we got some good feedback, I think, from him and also, of course, our friend Justin, who is, you know, in Nashville. Um, they've they've raved about. In fact, almost everybody I've heard from has raved about that venue. It's nice and small. It's located downtown. Good view of the band. A good view of the city. It sounds terrific. And I almost went this year. How, how about the first set and and just sort of your impressions with with hearing the band? I know you've been catching up a lot recently listening to shows and listening to albums and um was it what you expected um what stood up to you yeah the first set i thought was really awesome um they played a lot of stuff that i knew which was cool um and a lot of the new stuff i really liked their live version of tide turns i really liked how they had adapted it from the studio version some of the older stuff was cool to hear as well and i thought the energy was just like really upbeat and I think towards the end of the first set, everybody we kept thinking that they were done and that was the last song and then they just kept going, which was really cool. So people were getting like really excited and, and really into it. Yeah, we call that the uh, the 3.0 fake out. Uh, they, they have been doing this thing ever <laughs> since they came back, playing what sounds like a set closer and then just, well, then we'll play another. So they did, yeah, they gave a couple of those. It's always fun. Yeah. And the um, 2001 closer is only the second time they've ever closed the first set with it. Um, last time was uh, 2003, so that's pretty cool. I definitely would not have not have expected that. Um, and Kate, you had, you mentioned before second set the opener Julius is is your favorite that you've of the fish you've sort of heard so far. That must have set up the set nicely for you. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited for the second set when that was that was the opener. That's one of my favorite fish songs. Um, and I've actually never listened to a live version, so that was <laughs> nice. cool, too, to, to hear them do it live. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of them live. That's great. This is awesome. So, all right, so now <laughs> they played a couple other songs, Fuego and My Friend, My Friend, and then and then Bob Weir came out, which, um, Kate, what was your 
I know you guys had you we were texting before the show and it seemed like everyone was sort of expecting that he would sit in but what was um mm-hmm. what was that experience like it didn't seem like anyone around us was like too surprised by it um so i think that word had kind of gotten out i think people had heard him sound checking with the band beforehand um but it was pretty cool people were really excited for him to come out and and join the band um and i really like the version of twist that they did together mm-hmm. I'm not really a Grateful Dead fan. I don't know a lot about <gasps> the Grateful Dead, so I know. So I it's know okay. that it was very cool and, like, he's very, like, a legend. But for me personally, I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. But I know yeah. everyone was really pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and as Jonathan said to me before this, you'll get your, you'll get your full, full fish show tonight without... I know it does... It does. It, I think Mike said before, Jonathan, right, that like having having a, a sit in does kind of interrupt the flow of a show. And I um I think if in almost any other situation, it would have been like a little bit of a of a letdown to have a sit in, but this this was um, an exception. Jonathan, what's your take? Mostly sit ins do break up the set. They break up the flow, and I, I'm sure an argument could be made for this. In fact, I think Kate, you make a fair one. You, as somebody who's not a uh, Grateful Dead fan, it doesn't. It's not, you know, you're you're not ex- overexcited by this happening. Um, but I, I do think that it it still felt it still flows pretty well when you listen to it. Obviously, I wasn't there, but it would it, it this is one of the better sit-ins, and I think that shows in how long they kept Bobby out there and the material that they went into. I think they were very into it. Yeah, and I think um, it's cool that they ended on a on a longer jam like playing in the band so it wasn't just like you know like you said playing a couple short songs or, or a couple couple short sit-ins and then and then finishing it off on their own and then the the encore which is like a shared sort of shared um cover for both um the dead and fishes so kate what were kind of your big takeaways after the show and and what's the kind of nashville scene like Actually, sorry. It would be incredibly wrong of us to not talk about the "Miss You" Bobby oh, on God, vocals. Yes. Um, I've listened to it like seven times this morning, and um, may or may not have been very emotionally impacted by it. But um, it, it maybe it should just be a Bob Weir song from now on. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you think, Kate? You You hadn't obviously heard them play it before live, and have only heard it on the album, right? So, was that something yep. that you would you were um, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, so we were talking about that this morning, and actually, I went back and listened to listened to it again, and it was kind of different than it was live. I don't know if it was just hmm. that we were a little bit far away and the speakers were just not as great, but I didn't love I didn't love it last night, but re-listening to it today, I liked it a lot more. So cool. maybe it's also partly that I'm not since I'm not a dead fan i'm not used to his sort of singing style which over the speakers last night sounded a lot more like grumbling than actual singing so (laughs) (laughs) i think that's totally fair (laughs) definitely fair jonathan tell us your perspective well i'm an admitted fan of miss you and i i've thought all along that and i think i know you rj kind of agree with me that that it's a great song and i kind of felt like a lot of fans were missing the boat on it and that's fine it's going to happen 
they don't all have to agree with me. But I think I, I have seen and I'm very pleased to have seen that people responded well to Bobby singing it. And those who haven't are really probably weren't going to respond too well to Bobby singing anything. Um, I think it um, I think it actually says a lot about the song that, you know, Bob Weir comes and he's singing this Trey song. I think that, I mean, because frankly, anything that Bob Weir wants to play, if he's backstage and he's going to come out with fish, anything he suggests, they're going to do. If he says, let's play Phil Collins against all odds, they're going to do it. And by the way, that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they should totally do that. So I think you're right. And maybe it should just be a Bob Weir song or at least, um, I mean, he has such range and his, his gravelly voice is just, I don't know, the range of his voice is just so uh, much broader, I guess, than Trey's. That's the way I think about it anyway. And I love, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bobby fan over anything in the dead. And um, I think I'm in the minority there, but it's just, it was, I thought it was really beautiful. Um, Kate, when you guys left, like, did you go downtown and hang out? Isn't the, the amphitheaters right down there? What's it, what's the scene sort of like? Yeah, it is, it is right down there um, in the middle of everything. We kind of walked a little ways to like the main stretch of Broadway where all the, the bars and live music venues and stuff are. Um, and there was a ton of people out because there was the, the show obviously. And then there was also, I guess, a hockey game going on. So it was pretty crowded. Actually traffic getting, getting down there was pretty terrible. Um, so we didn't, we didn't really hang out too long after that. We were pretty, pretty tired. Um, but yeah. there's definitely like a cool scene that was really short walk from the, from the amphitheater. So that was cool. Nice. Leave it all, leave it all on the, on the lawn as it were. Um, that's the way to do it. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. well, plus there's tonight, you know, you yeah, save you, yourself a little exactly. bit. Man, you can't, you gotta really like, well, at least if you're, if you're me and probably Jonathan, maybe not you, Kate, you really gotta like, you gotta save your energy for when it counts, you know? So, um, <laughs> well, Kate, thank you for, um, for joining us. I'm really excited that you got to see that show and, um, tonight's going to be amazing. The energy, I think that I'm sure the band got a little spark of energy from that last night, and I'm sure tonight will be incredible. So hope you have a great uh, great show. Yeah, enjoy number two. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. So we'll play, um, maybe we'll play a little bit of the Julius and then a little bit of the Miss You um, on our way out, and um, we'll see everyone back here tomorrow for a quick discussion of Nashville night two. So keep on rocking.
regular basis with the people I see on the street. You're everywhere. You're Introducing the TikTok Viral Lash Serum Grande Lash MD from the leaders in lash and brow care Grande Cosmetics. Backed by 15 years of real clinical results, where 91% saw longer looking lashes. With over 35,000 five-star reviews, this product started a lash serum revolution. With over 10 million sold and over 100 award wins brand-wide, believe the hype. Start your lash transformation today and get 15% off using code LASHES15. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 